and the reader such in our hearing. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen, amen, amen. The thought that I wouldn't bring to you, and I may think, I may change that thought midway. It's in him. Everything is in him. The choir was, was, was really telling the truth when they said, I'm nothing without him. All of your blessings, all of your future is in him. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, move Tracy out the way and allow your Shekinah glory to fall fresh on me. Lord, let this be a rhema word. Allow me to, to remember and also receive at the same time that which you want to speak. Lord, saturate this, this building with your presence. Allow us to hear you, to sense you, to know that you are speaking. So, Lord, speak. So, Lord, speak. So, Lord, speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I have a friend that I grew up in Kennedy Heights. He lived across the street. His, his mom was Filipino or, or half Filipino. As a matter of fact, she's like 98 years old and, and she looked like she's in her 60s. But, 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 but my friend, after he got out of service, he now lives in the Philippines. Every time I see on the news that there is a coup, I think about my friend. He is experiencing something that we usually don't experience, and, and some of you don't even know what a coup is. <laughs> Allow me to explain. A coup is when you have a government in place, but within that government is a, is a rebellion, is a resurrection, and what they try to do is overthrow the government. <laughs> now, you got to understand that when there's an overthrow, it affects everybody. <laughs> because you have no clue what this new Regine is going to bring. In fact, if you are part of the old coup, they're going to kill you because a new king is now in place. What we don't understand, what God is really dealing with is a coup. See, what we don't understand when, when we talk about sin, you can exchange the word sin for, for rebellion, the spirit of, of rebellion. And, and whether you know it or not, before you was born, you was part of Satan's coup. 
See, what we didn't understand is that, that what Satan did was he was an angel. His name was Lucifer. He was a light bearer. He was a bad boy. But he got so filled up with pride within himself that Revelation tells us that he started a coup. But in fact, let me, let me, let me show you this. Isaiah 14, 12 and 15, it says, how are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer? You know what's so funny? We now take things scripturally so common that they now got a movie called Lucifer. And apparently it must be popular because it has started another season. And Satan is trying to deceive us and make us think he's not what he is. Um, some of you think he's wearing a, a red suit with a pitchfork with horns. But I want you to know, he don't look nothing like that. He will come in just the way you want. God, let me go on, let me go on, let me go on. You are cut to the ground for you who weaken the nations. You have said in your heart, watch this. This is what Satan said in his heart. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I would sit on the mount of the congregation. What's this? Then the last one. I would be like the most high. That was a cool. He said, I don't want to be serving him. I want to be him. It was, huh? It was a hostile. Listen, the created was trying to take the place of the creator. He who was created by the creator now thinks he's better than the creator. And somehow he convinced one third of the angels to leave with him. And guess what? He got jealous when God made you. That's what this thing is really all about. It's, it's like, what kingdom are you part of? <laughs> it's really about there's two kingdoms fighting, and rather you, matter of fact, I take that back. God's not fighting with Satan. Because <laughs> Satan can't fight with God. But Satan is fighting with us. Because what he's trying to do is that if God has to judge him for his coup, then if you're part of the coup, he got to take you out too. You know what? I remember when the Lord, I, I accepted the Lord when I was young, but I came back later, wasn't in church, but the Lord did a, he did a move <laughs> that got my attention. And one of the things he did was he, he kind of opened up the windows of, 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 of evil. And, and in the backdrop, I felt these two forces pulling on me. And this is what I said. Lord, I don't want to be part of this because I 
felt like it was bigger than me. And the Spirit of the Lord said, you have no other choice. Choose. Did you know that not choosing, you have already chosen? Did you know that this is not about an action? It's about an attitude of a coup. And when you're part of the coup, everything you do is a, is, is a rebellion against the, the creator of all heaven. Satan, this is what he did. He took what God hated and put it in who God loved. Now, you have to forgive my drawing. I used to be able to draw a little bit. It's been years. I was trying to draw a picture of you, and this was the best I could do. <laughs> I changed a picture of me, too. This was the best I could do. Forgive me if I still draw stick people. Probably some of them can do better than me, but this is the best I could do. And what he did was he took who God loved and put in him what God hated. You want to know why the cross? You know why Jesus had to do what he did? Because Satan made a move to hurt God in any way he could. He put in those who God loved, and he made man, he loved man, but he put in man the very thing, a coup. And said, if you're gonna judge me, you gotta judge them because they're part of the same thing I'm part of. Now Now watch this, when God sees you, he sees this. I've heard this all my life. You probably have heard it too, that God can't look at sin. You won't find that in scripture. What you will find in scripture, that the wages of sin is death, which means that God has to judge sin. It's, listen, listen, if I turned out all the lights and we blocked all the windows, it would be dark in here. But if I turn the light, one light will make the darkness flee. You can't tell me darkness overcomes the light. You can't tell me that, 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 that sin God can't look at. He can look at it, but only mercy keeps him from judging it. I see Jesus touching folks all over the place. And he's touching folks whether they have sinned or not. But And it's not they change him, he changes them. Matter of fact, the worst sinner in the world needs a touch of Jesus. And if you get a touch of Jesus, I guarantee, matter of fact, I tell you what happened to me, he touched me. Is there anybody else in the house that he touched? Listen, I did everything I thought was big and bad enough to do. But one day, when God got sick and tired of my mess, listen, he didn't turn his back on me. Mercy kept me till he touched me. And when he touched me, grace came in and held me. 
Somebody need to thank God for his mercy. Oh, somebody ought to know it was mercy that kept you till grace rescued you. What's the difference? Mercy is he did not give us what we deserved when we deserved it. He held back. Grace is now he blesses you in spite of you. I'm so glad God kept me in mercy till he saved me. Now that he saved me, I say hallelujah for the grace. Hallelujah for the love. Let me, let me deal with this. Let me, let me deal with this. Let me deal with this. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. In Ezekiel 28, verse 11 and 15, Satan just talked about what he was going to do. You know, be careful what you say to God. You know why? When he start talking back, I take that back. You can question God, but, get, but watch this. But you may not like his answer. Can you take his answer? I question God, I do ask why. You know why? Because sometimes in order to get understanding, you gotta ask. I get ready. The guy may not like what he tells me. But what's this? But he enables you to deal with what he tells you. Listen, it's not a questioning of defiance. It's a questioning that I don't understand. Let's go on. He says in, in, in Isaiah, he says, he says, he says, you was perfect in all your ways from the day you was created. Created being. Until iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within. You sinned. Therefore, I will cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. I will destroy you, O covering cherubim, angel. From the midst of the fiery stone, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. And you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I will cast you to the ground. I will lay you before kings. Then there's another. I will bring, I will, I will bring fire from your midst. I will turn you to ashes upon the earth. Satan said five I wills. And God says, five I wills. What I'm trying to show you, Satan is already defeated. My question to you is, what kingdom are you part of? <laughs> Listen, we are already victorious. We are already forgiven. It is already taken care of. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He's not judging you on how good you are. Because if he had to judge you on how good you are, you can't be good enough. I hear people say all the time, you Christians are hypocrite 
because y'all sin too. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we mess up. Listen, 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 listen. I would never tell you that I'm sinless. I, I, I'm getting better all the time. And that's only because of his grace and mercy. But I will tell you, thank God I'm not what I used to be. Hallelujah. Now, now, now I got a conscience about what I do. See, see, it's, it's not that, that we are, are sinless, it's that we sin less because now we got the presence of the Holy Spirit that gives you power to overcome what you used to be. Oh, he's real today. Not going to keep you long. Satan put God in a dilemma. Oh, there we go. What is God supposed to do with the one he loves? In what he got to judge. See, God is not only love, he's holy. The decree says that, that, the, that the judgment that for the act of sin is death, spiritual death, separation from God. On the cross when Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My Bible tells me that God is omnipresent. David says in Psalm 139, he said, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. So, so what are you talking about, Jesus? He said, Tracy, because I have become sin, he said, now what God had to do was move his mercy from me. The removal of mercy is the worst state you could ever be in. If you really know what hell is, I remember when I was, when I was growing, growing up, I, I thought it was going to be a party in hell. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, some of y'all thought that too. So I was for sure, there was some, some some 151 Puerto Rican rum in hell? I was for sure there were some drugs in hell. So, so, we, so we were going to have a party in hell greater than we, Kenny. You know you was one of those too. Didn't you live like there was going to be a party in hell? Huh? You did? Every day? Stand with me, man, so I'm going to be by myself. Because no, nobody else is going to tell on themselves. <laughs> so, so, so you thought it was going to be a party in hell, too? Yeah, I had Remy. Huh? I had Remy. What's Remy? It's a Cognac. Oh! I bet you my 151 was stronger than your Remy. The type of lifestyle I was living, I was a classic type of guy. Oh, you was classic, and I was just a drunk, is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> sit back down, sit back down, sit back down, sit back down.
had to go there, huh? I thank God I can laugh about it now. I thank God that that is what I used to be. I thank God that I recognize that, that the danger I put myself in, it wasn't nothing but mercy kept me. I, I thank God that God has taught me how foolish I was in my mess and, and, and God kept me till he woke me up. Uh, don't sit there like I'm just talking about me. Aren't you glad God stepped into your mess? Aren't you glad that he stooped down and pulled you out? Aren't you glad that he reached low? To those of us that never did anything, To those of us that was in church all of our lives and we was, you know, didn't need Jesus. Listen, 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 listen. It's not the actions that is sin, it's the attitude. Which means that I thank God I knew I was a sinner. The most dangerous place is not know that you a sinner and need saving. I don't care what you did or didn't do. This was a this is a this is a condition of the nature. Nature. Let me let me do cuz 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 cuz. Sometimes we get confused. You are no longer a sinner saved by grace. You were the sinner that was saved by grace. God no longer sees you as a sinner. He now sees you as a, sin, as a saint because he's not talking about your action. He's talking about your core. This is what Satan did. Then he said, here God, now you deal with it. Because you know what? He knew there was nothing we could do to deal with it. Listen, this isn't a man's problem. This is a God's problem. Because wrapped up in what God has to sin, is, is, is what God has to judge, is, is those who he loves. Why do you think the world is as crazy as it is? Why do you think folks are walking in the schools and doing? Why do you think that in our neighborhoods people die every day? Satan is having a, a heyday because he did this and said, I can't beat you, but I'm going to hurt you. Listen to our text. He who knew no sin, he who done no sin. Listen, since sin came in by a man, only a man could, could, could eradicate it. 
The problem is every man born of a man had the sin nature. So you know what God did? God said, I'm going to make, I'm going to become me a man, and I'm not going to use a man. I'm going to put myself in human flesh and do for them what they cannot do for themselves. Hold on, hold on. You, you know what? That's, that's what Good Friday is all about. That's what the birth of Jesus is all about. And scripture tells how God was going to do this. So when he did it, he fulfilled scripture so that we would know that it's him. Why? Because God foretold it. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, the people who went to Israel is not here. Oh, there you go. Come on, man. You, you, you. He just got back from Israel. Amen. How many days was you over there? Y'all walk now. That's why he's walking kind of bad now. Because over there, you walk. Up hills and down hills. He climbed Mount Carmel. Like the prophet Elijah. Listen, not the street, you, am I right? The rough side. The rough side of the hill, rough side of the mountain, okay? Did you see the evidence of the Bible over there? The rocks were talking the whole time. When Jesus says the rocks will praise me, what he's saying is, I'm going to leave testimony that everything that's in my word is true because you can't take away the rocks. The evidence of the buildings are going to be here. The evidence of, of, of listen, listen, this, this blew me away. He, you, the tunnel, how David and his men got into Jabez and took over the cast, over the fortress. They went through the tunnel. When Jesus is talking about, in, in the Bible, when it talks about an olive tree, listen, a wild olive tree don't bear fruit. It has to be cultivated. You know what he says? He said, unless I graft you into me, you can't bring me fruit. And an olive tree, a wild olive tree, I don't know why, don't bear fruit. And olives is the number one export of Israel, which means that the tree has to be cultivated. All over the place, what you saw was the hand of God being manifest to say, this is real. I got a question. I just got one more question. Is he real? Yes, he is, without a doubt. Is your faith in him stronger since you've been over there? Yes, sir. By what you saw? Yes, sir. Saw the empty tomb, too. You saw what? Saw the empty tomb. 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 You saw what? The empty tomb. He not there. He not there. He not there. He not there. You know where Muhammad is. But he not there. Jesus ain't there. What I'm saying to you is this. It is a battle of kingdom, and the Lord 
intervene and say, I'm going to leave you enough truth that if you believe in me, you're now part of my kingdom. And when I win, you win. When, when I'm lifted, you're going to be lifted. I'm going to break the power of Satan over your life, and I'm going to do some things in you that only I can do. No longer does Satan has dominion over you, and no longer, I said, I, I got this, I got this. He said, he who knew no sin became, you know what this represents? Blood. You know why God talks about blood? Because every cell in your body needs blood. Blood is the life uh, fluid that keeps every cell in your body alive. You're a paramedic. Put on your paramedic hat. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. What happens when a limb quit receiving blood? Maybe you didn't hear my question. What happens when a limb quit receiving blood? It dies. You still didn't hear my question. What happened when a limb, don't look at me with that tone of voice. <laughs> I'm trying to understand the question. <laughs> no, I want them to hear the answer. Oh. It what? It dies. So blood is important for life physically. Yes, sir. Many times what the Lord would do will give us physical illustration of spiritual truths. So what he's saying is this, from a spiritual standpoint, without perfect blood, there is no giving of spiritual life. Because the only thing that could have paid the price for your sins was someone to take your punishment that didn't, that didn't deserve punishment themselves. Whoever was able to take your sins away had to be perfect. And the only one that could have done that is Jesus. Now watch this, huh? can, can, uh, can I use you? I'll use you today. Hold your picture. Man, I look just like you, man. Okay, now put your picture in the photo it belongs in. Now, did you accept Jesus Christ? When you accepted Jesus Christ, what did you do? Now, come and talk loud, man. Come on, come on, man. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart and was baptized. So you confess in your mouth what? that I believe that Jesus is God's son and that he died on the cross for my sins and that he rose on the third day. And when you did that, Jesus came into your life. The blood of Jesus came into your life. And now, instead of you being in that folder, God took you out of that yes, folder. Sir. Yes, sir. Notice, notice. Now, when God the Father sees Chris, he sees what? The blood. Listen, he may sin today, but instead of seeing the sin, guess what he sees? 
Listen, listen. So now God can pour out his love on him. He has dealt with the sin because he dealt with it that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we may become the righteousness. Guess what? That folder no longer applies to him. This folder applies to him that says now he's the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Listen, 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 listen. Let, let, let me, thank you. This is what Satan did. This is what God has done. In Christ Jesus. My question to you, My question is, I'm not asking you how good you are. I'm not asking you how bad you are. I'm asking one question. Because that's the only question that really matters is what folder do you belong in? You know what I love about it though? That Jesus died and rose again for all of us. Which means then, watch this, is that if you're in this folder, like I once was, you don't have to stay here. You can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and he will transfer you into a new folder. And when he sees you, he sees you through the blood of his son who paid the price for your sins. Resurrection Sunday is really about that he conquered sin. He conquered death to let us know that that, that wages of sin, though you die physically, you don't die spiritually. You know what helped me when I'm watching my dad die of cancer? I watched my mom die of Alzheimer's. What helped me in my grieving is I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was going to see them again. Oh, Y'all need to hear me. Now, I grieved, but I didn't grieve like I had no hope. I grieved saying, I'll see you later because I know where you're at. Matter of fact, Dad, I'm tired of you being sick and tired. So you go, Mom. I'm tired of you losing you. So, so if it's your time, you go to your Savior. You go to your Lord. Because I know he got better for you than what I got. But I know this is not saying goodbye. This is saying I'll see you later. See, I know they were in the blood. I know I'm in the blood. So if you're in the blood, guess what? This is not the end. Resurrection means victory. Victory. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The Bible says that early that Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. You know what? The next time we see him, 
We're not going to see him as a lamb. You know how you're going to see him? As a lion. The Bible says this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, it says, I'll let them bring it up. Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 6. Then we're out of here. Who, though he existed in the form of God before he became a man, he did not regard equality with God the Father as a thing to be grasped or held on to. I mean, he sat on the throne. All things was created and existed by him and for him. But, but since he saw we needed him, since he saw that Satan made a move, I want you to know God has the last move. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Satan may be trying to destroy you, but God's trying to save you. You know what? Even when I'm going through difficult times and I realize that the enemy's trying to kill me, I know that God has the last move. I, I, I just got an inkling. I'm speaking to somebody. You may know the Lord and trouble is in your way, but I want you to know, don't let go. Don't, don't, don't give up. I know it's hard. You might have to cry sometimes, but I want you to know that God has the last move. And when God makes a move, God will move people out of the way, sickness out of the way, trouble out of the way, circumstances out of the way. There's something about Jesus. There's power in his name. Hold on, let me finish this up. Let me finish this up. It says, it says, he was made in the likeness of man. He was fully man and fully God at the same time. Being found in the appearance of the man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of the, listen, what it says is death could not take him. He had to give himself to it. They didn't take his life. He gave his life. But I said, for this reason, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. Oh, shut up now. Well, I said, that at the name, of, did you know the name Jesus means savior? That at the name of Jesus, every knee, not some knee, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. My question, my question, do you know him as your Lord and Savior now? He paid it all. He did it all for you. Let me say this again. He paid it all. He did it all for us. 
He paid it all. He did it all. Let me get a little bit closer. He paid it all. He did it all. For us. If you are in this folder, salvation is not a question. It's a definite. Because he paid for it with his blood. If you don't know today, I advise you to make sure before you leave out of here. I know y'all got hams ready and turkeys ready and dressings ready. I'm almost finished. I, I know, I know, I, I know, I know y'all stomach is growling. The ministers are gonna come. The ministers are gonna come. Because this is too important for you to walk out of here without knowing your state of being. You are either in the righteousness of Christ or you are still in your sin. You are either part of the kingdom of Jesus or part of the coup. And listen, I, I got to say this. It's not our fault Satan did it. But the pro, and this is it. What God did was offer a free gift that everyone can accept. So hell isn't that God is mad at you. What he's trying to do is save you out of the coup you're part of. And he did everything he could possibly do and still doing it to say, come over to the winning side. He's not judging us for our sins. We're already judged because we're part of Satan's coup. Satan knew what he was doing. And God knew what he was doing. That's why it's by grace, undeserved favor, because he recognized Satan made a move. But I'm so glad that through the Lord Jesus Christ, he had the last move. And when the Lord made his move, there's nothing that the devil could do about it. That's why we who know him ought to celebrate because God made a move on your behalf. If you're here.